welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family. I'm your host, Ryan Gatowski, joined as always by... Rick White. And Ryan, this is no lie. Everyone else in my house is asleep. I couldn't really sneak around, so I am currently recording from within my car in the garage. So we're going to see how the acoustics are working. Maybe this is the place from now on. Um, Maybe I need to get some blankets that I hang from the windows and we just make a a beautiful sound recording studio. It would help Mm. if this steering wheel wasn't in my way. We could call it the sedan cast. Yeah, that. <laughs> I guess I should have sat in the passenger seat. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot more room over there. Yeah, there's not a steering wheel in the passenger seat. Oh, I, should, I don't what know why I'm doing? not sitting over there. Sitting why do you have here. the keys in the ignition? What's your problem? Very encumbered. Um, I should, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Why do you have a seatbelt on while you're recording? <laughs> you got to hold me back from these great ideas. I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's see. All right, we've got our guest judge, Kimberly Tolson from Tabletop Tolson. How are you doing today, Kimberly? Boy, is it hard to not laugh while you're having your banter. <laughs> yes. Kimberly, are you recording in a car? I am buckled. Um, I've <laughs> okay, always good. been a buckler. Yes. No, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. She's actually she's actually in a military tank, which is really weird. Yeah, like those, she doesn't need to record in a military. Those are tank, known for their best. Uh, you know, the acoustics in there are amazing. They Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Yeah, so. for sure. And I'm on the run. I'm I'm like I'm moving. So <laughs> there you go. This is gonna be great for the internet connectivity. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> please please excuse that they have to load the cannon. Just give them just a second. We gotta pause for that while they load the cannon. Oh, so I feel can, like. No, I was going to say, I feel like you had inspiration uh, based on my background. I was raised in the military, traveling all over the place. And so I I love that. Yeah. Awesome. So Kimberly, tell us a little about yourself and tell us about your channel on YouTube. You bet. Uh, So I'm an English instructor at a local state college here in Idaho where I live and I film my YouTube channel, Tabletop Tolson. Um, I started my channel about three years ago uh, at the behest of my students who told me I would be great at it, and I I did not believe them. Um, but it was right when the pandemic hit, and I was yeah. uh, in between my teaching contracts, and I said, okay, because I love trying things. Uh, that's why I like games. It, it's just so exciting and fun, and give me the rule set, and I'm going to try to you know do the best I can do at it. Um, so now... I've got just shy of 5,000 subscribers, a Patreon page, so many wigs, and a costume closet in my basement for all my zany characters, uh, which is just loads of fun. So on my channel, I film reviews, tutorials, um, narrative comedies, um, which is, I think, maybe what Ryan was talking to me about earlier. He likes that. Barb and the gang and my oh my um, goodness silly the characters. F- <laughs> the first time I stumbled upon your channel, I forget what it was. You were playing a, a card game and you were teaching the card game. Yes, but you had all, and I didn't anticipate it. It was like you were talking to the camera, and I could tell you were in character. And then it switches over to another version of you in a wig, and I'm like, yeah, what am I watching? What is yeah. happening? But I couldn't stop. Like I had to. I watched that one, and then I was like. Where's more characters and just <laughs> kept going through your channel. So it's, I was like a year and a half ago. It's been just loads of fun. Cause I do, I get to um, connect my experience with teaching, uh, which is kind of what I've been doing since grad school and my love of board games, which I was doing before grad school. Um, That's awesome. 
and then theater, which has always been a really, you know, big love. As my mom says, make sure that I feed my soul with theater. <laughs> um, That's so really cool. It's, yeah, it's just been a lovely melding. And it's also been super uh, for the gaming community because before I did my YouTube channel, I demoed games at Gen Con and Origins for, nice. you know, a lot of different uh, companies out there. And that's where I kind of built up my, my, you know, gaming network. And since then I've been working for Rado's channel doing run throughs. Yeah. And I have to shout out Ruel is just a lovely person. I was so excited awesome. to meet Ruel yes. Gaviola. He's got a great channel and a lovely personality. Um, and just some fun uh, designers. That's been the coolest thing about having this channel is having designers yeah. write me and say, I really liked your video. And I'm like, you're Dan Halligan from Obsession. Are you seriously <laughs> writing me right now? That's really cool. Um, yeah. So um, I my latest uh, video actually I wanted to talk to you about is Green Team Wins, which yes. was designed by one of your recent guests on the show, Nathan Thornton. Um, yeah. So it's just so fun how all of this just kind of lines up. I love having a great time on my channel. And um, again, just so excited to be here and to hear who will game it better. Yeah. 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 And also my name's in the Green Team Wins rulebook. That makes me also cooler and more connected to you. Make sure you vote for my game. Okay. That's true. That's true. So I take chocolate well, and, and uh, sweets too. I, I, I can be bought. Has Amazon already delivered the package I was sending over because um, it was supposed to get there today. Oh, nice. okay. I'll, I'll check after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wonder. Given that you're in a tank, I don't know really what oh, address no. to put down. We were in a, please uh, deliver it to the tank. Just uh, listen for the tank and you'll yeah. go there. You can find her. Very cool. Um, so we're going to get started. Kimberly, you are in the judge's seat. You're going to be judging these two uh, board game pitches. And you picked a theme of, uh, you actually picked a mechanic uh, as the theme for tonight's show. Your mechanic was pu push your luck. So we're going to come up with two push your luck games. Um, Rick, I see you're still typing. Do you want me to go first? I mean, that seems wise, um, especially because I don't listen to you when you pitch anyway. So, like, that's, I'll be able to that's focus. true. Yeah. You're Maybe probably going to be. I'll just take my headphones something. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll scream when I'm done. How yeah, about that, that works. You could type okay. it in the notes. Like, where you talk now, Rick? <laughs> talk now. It's your turn. So. All right, so my game is called Bugging Out. There's nothing worse than bugs eating your crops when you make a living as a farmer. In Bugging Out, players are in the role of bugs that are snacking on the crops of a 100-acre farm. In turn order, players will roll out a single card with an image of corn, squash, cantaloupe, carrots, and other summer veggies that you would find on a farm. These cards are added to a single lineup that is in the center of the table. At the end of the player's turn, you can choose whether you collect any matching cards that are available in that line or pass it on to the next player. If a player ever rolls out a third card of a single vegetable, so let's say they've got two cabbages from earlier in the in a future in a former round and then you roll out a third cabbage, then you are forced to take all three cabbage cards and then you actually are forced to roll out another card, which could either be a big win or a big disaster. Because here's the thing. Inside that deck of cards is the dreaded pesticide card. 
The pesticide cards are shuffled into the deck, and while only 5% of the deck is made up of pesticide cards, drawing this card will force the player to discard the last set of veggies that are in their scoring pile. So if you just gain those three uh, delicious cabbage and you pull a pesticide card, you're dumping all three out of the game. No longer allowed to score it. This tension of shooting for that third card, but knowing that the very next draw, uh, card draw could wipe out your newly acquired meal can be a little bit stressful. Players can strategically choose not to collect pairs of veggies on their turn in order to set up the next player to possibly pull multiple cards, mm. possibly pushing them to have to throw away veggies. There's a single farmer card shuffled into the bottom 10 cards of the deck. When the farmer comes out, the game immediately comes to an end. Players total up their cards, uh, the cards that their bug consumed. Some veggies are worth slightly more than others, so it's important to pay attention to who's collecting what as you look around the table at your buggy opponents. And this game is called Buggin' Out. Mm. Okay, so I have to tell you, I love vegetables, and okay. I... That's my main diet. Uh, oh. which, yes, a, a vegan again. You have many vegan guests. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. I know. So as a bug, I find myself very excitedly <laughs> participating in this. The corn squashed okay. cantaloupe, I'm all yep. over. Yep. So I want to know, um, let's see here. When you say there are more valuable veggies, does that mean that there are fewer of those cards making them more valuable or they also and they also have more value for points or will they be evenly distributed and it's just random what you get for your veggie? Yeah, so some of the vegetables may be something like a cantaloupe, which would have a longer growing time than something like uh, a head of lettuce. The cantaloupe will actually be a higher value, but there's going to be less cantaloupe cards within the game. So it'll all it'll all be weighed out based based on you know if there are fewer cards in the game, those cards are going to be slightly higher, and I mean slightly by like two points or so. Yeah. You're not. It's not like you're going to get like I found the twenty the one twenty point vegetable in the deck. You know these yeah. are these are slight modifications of points. Okay. Um, my next question is, aside from setting up players in turn order for the cards that are in play, is there any other player interaction or like attack feature or anything like that? No, I think the biggest thing is just setting up. Uh, I was explaining this to my wife because I, when I wrote it, I was like, I actually want to like prototype this. This is actually kind of fun. I was thinking of taking the cards from like Point Salad and mm -hmm. seeing if I can do something to prototype it. Um, but I, I thought of the way that the way that you're setting up another person. Let's say there are three pairs on the table. Obviously, you can take those three pairs into your into your collection. You know, you just rolled out a card, made a third pair of something. You could take those and you could eat on them and they're points for you. Or you can leave them on the table and the next player, there's a very good chance that they're going to roll out a third of that card. Or possibly get a pesticide card wiping out whatever is in their current pile at the very top of their pile. Think of uh, something like um, cover your assets where the card, the, the 
pairs at the top of your pile are the ones that are always accessible. So Mm -hmm. when the pesticide card comes out, those are the ones that are getting wiped out. So. Ooh, so it's not the veggies that you were going to get. It's the ones from a previous round. Yes. Ah, yes. So okay. So it, it really you eats can, into your yeah. gains. Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. So um, anytime that pesticide card comes out, yeah, it's going to eat what you have in your, the top set of cards in your hand in your pile. But it's even worse when you just gain those three cards and then a pesticide card rolled out because you were forced to pull it. Mm-hmm. And now three cards are gone. Okay. Have you thought about any asymmetrical player starts that are like tools, like farmer tools that maybe the bugs hmm. can use to their advantage, perhaps? Interesting. Maybe. Something like that, that might give each player like a goal to go for. Like, ooh, if I get the carrots, then yeah. I you something know, like some, uh, yeah. uh, what what is it? Um, Port or maybe Royal. different different types yeah. of yeah. bugs, like different types of veggies. Yeah, yeah Port yeah. Royal. Uh, you've got the mission cards. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, something like or that. Something like Ghost Love Candy, where everybody mm. has a secret, Ooh, I a love secret that. thing that scores higher than the yeah. rest of their opponents. Yeah. While I don't like carrots, you love them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Ryan, I've got a pretty good picture. I've decided from this game pitch that a thing that we're missing out on is you doing um, bedtime playlists where you're going to describe a game that you're pitching. And in the background, there's going to be like this nice soothing music because I started to snore in the middle of that. Um, That's good. That's good. Hey, that's your voice is too soothing. It's like, can I make a, can I make a playlist for your children so that they comfortably go to sleep? Now we're going to move the crow into the (laughs) apple orchard. All right. If, if a player ever rolls out a third card of a single veggie, (laughs) there we go. go. I think that's how we do it. I just, I read the rule book for feast for Odin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a five hour long uh, recording. Okay. Well, um, before Ryan continues to make a real game, um, let me go ahead and do mine, um, and then you can pick his to win, and then we'll just uh, wrap up the episode. So um, <laughs> m- my game is called The Old College Try. So if I think back to my college days, I remember great times with great friends, intriguing classes, and most of all, not having a lot of money. I did a lot of shopping for food at discount grocery stores, and I often soared past expiration dates. So in this game, we're going to replicate my college lifestyle where you're trying to feed yourself enough to get by while also trying to make sure that you don't get make yourself sick. So each player has their own fridge board and buys grocery cards from a huge set that will be laid out each round. So there'll be like five to seven different types of groceries laid out with maybe like 10 different cards of that um, particular type of grocery. And you're going to buy one of the cards or one or two, and you'll have a ton of a few types of, uh, sorry, you're going to have the most expensive version of that card is going to be, um, have obvious and far away expiration dates while others are going to expire sooner, or maybe even the expiration dates been a little bit smudged. So it's a little <laughs> bit harder to predict. You'll, um, you'll have to have a certain number of groceries, um, because you're going to have to eat over five different turns, Um, And if you don't have food to eat, you're going to lose health points. Um, 
So uh, after everybody's gotten the f- cards that they're going to stock in their fridge, one at a time, you'll eat uh, you'll eat something from the fridge. When you do, you flip that card over, and on the back, there's a chart telling you how sick you get based on how many different days have passed before you eat it. So the longer you wait to eat an item, the more likely it is to make you sick. The more expensive food is, you know, might have all zeros. You might be good every single day versus some of the cheaper food is a bit of a crapshoot. Could be, could be fine, could be catastrophic. You'll have to go shopping three times and eat five items after each trip or else you'll get a health penalty. And, um, but also when you get sick, if you're eating food that's past its expiration date or whatever, you'll also incur a health penalty. Um, if you ever get sick, sick enough, maybe like 10 sick points, you're completely out of the game. Uh, after the rounds, the one who, uh, the ones who all hang on and have the most money at the end, whoever has the most wins. And that is the old college try. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a game about food poisoning. I hope that's what you were looking for when you came on this show. <laughs> This seems real on brand for you. Yeah, I mean that's that's how this works, right? Yeah, yeah. And see, maybe this is like promoting like why you should have a vegan lifestyle. You shouldn't be getting this old meat that you find at the save a lot. Maybe that's not the way to go. Oh, I just I have to stop laughing long enough to ask a question. I'm so sorry. Um, no. Carrots aren't going to leave you puking in the gut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they you could. Did such a good job. Okay. Um, okay. So, this is a, a quick, quick aside. This is such a a very a real thing for me. And maybe I'm laughing out of. I've been two days on a boil water alert because my town uh, has a water uh, pipe uh, for our public works a a, a break and a leak, and so mm-hmm. we've not been able to use our water <laughs> so yeah it's this and so you know, i want to bring reality to gaming just, that's what i'm all about it just about. rings a little too true for me and i'm waiting for that that boil water to to ban to lift <laughs> um, i know it is it's very true and real i know but um anyway so here's the deal i let me see here i'm wondering about the because this could be really um, uh, the, the possibilities for expansion packs because I think after a while players might start to know uh, the backs of the cards and mm-hmm. how many points you lose if you wait a certain amount of time. Yeah. But I have to say that the first time through this game that you've presented to me adds a little bit more of a thrill than bugging out does for me. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you why. Because there is just this what's going to happen when I turn this card over when I have to eat, when I eat this food, like how is it going to affect me that has maybe just a little bit more uh, for me, the excitement um, than the press your, the the push your luck of the vegetables. Um, I don't know why, but it does. So thrill. I think it's because you just said the push your luck of the vegetables, (laughs) um, which is by itself like an oxymoronic (laughs) sentence. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling the thrill here. Um, so you've got all these grocery cards. You said that there are um, three times that you have to go shopping. Now, how does this shopping work? Like what players get priority? What's the initiative? Does it change? Um, and, and how do players actually get to buy the groceries that they want? And are yeah. they replaced after people buy or... 
I think you're going to have them laid out and then, you know, one player is first player for one round and they get to pick first and the next player, you know, then just grabs a vegetable. So you're going one at a time. It's not like one person goes on their trip or we could do it that way. I also thought as you were mentioning that, do you either of you remember the game Eat at Ralph's from back in the 90s? It was do. Okay, so that game, I'm almost wondering if it becomes like, now it, that game was a little disgusting, but like what yeah. it, way that it worked was you put like plastic pieces into this guy's mouth and then if you, yep. like it would randomly go off and like, you know, throw them up. And so if it threw up pieces while you put them in there, you'd have to take them. I'm wondering if like, I did think about the replayability, if there's something involved with the cards to where maybe like, how bad they are for you also has a little bit of randomness so that the mm. card has like a QR or like a something in it to where that can change a little bit mm. and you're feeding something quote unquote to where like it could randomize each round. So like you said, you don't have to get a whole bunch of things. Also, I just want to make eat at Ralph's too is what I want is really what's That's happening true. here. Yeah. Well, see, this is interesting because the mechanic, I was worried about grossing out our guest judge, because if you think about the process of, of my game bugging out, when you hit the pesticides, the pesticides are making your, your insect throw up the last thing it ate. Mm. But I so didn't want to say that. Our push your luck so, is all about vomit in both of our situations. Both of us <laughs> have included puke in some way. Um, I have I have a one year old. What's your excuse? <laughs> I've got teenagers. Oh well, well it's, it's equivalent. I have Kimberly, say, though, this is what you get. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm so so sorry. <laughs> but in bugging out, it's so weird. Whenever you described it, I saw these you know bugs like putting their vegetables on little shelves in their bug house. I didn't actually. Oh, see that's them funny. Eating them. <laughs> There you go. Oh, artwork, okay. You're going to make it cutesy. So artwork by Beth Sobel. That's what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. That's how Beth it always Sobel works art. for all of our uh, all of our games. Is yes. If you want to make it nice and family friendly, just say artwork by Beth Sobel. <laughs> Done. Um, okay. So we've got the grocery cards. There's this open drafting, this, this you know, turn order selection. Um, what? So what makes the game... Um, last more than like five minutes. So we're going to be drafting and yes. then, yeah, you, you turn over a card. It's not going to ver- last very long. I'm saying, okay. I think 15 to 20 minutes. 15. It takes okay. you, takes you, you know, maybe three minutes for everybody to draft their groceries. And then okay. it takes about three minutes for everybody to play their cards one at a time. So it okay. should be pretty quick because a game that's centered around food poisoning, while uh, while maybe that should last a long time, again, to be realistic, let's try to keep it short uh, just for, you know, sanity's yeah. sake, you know. Okay. And then I assume you're just going to have little markers that have your sick points and then you're out of the game. Um, yeah. And I really do appreciate the idea that what you're doing here in this game is you're trying to get by on just enough to get not sick enough to save the most money Hmm. because that's what I hear. Right. So it's like the person who has the most money left after buying groceries and not getting too sick is going to win the game. (laughs) Oh, you're going to get sick. Oh, certainly. Yeah, Everybody's getting sick. How how sick are you willing to get? Yeah. 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 So is there, I wonder if there's, um, 
some mechanic built into the game that prevents people from buying the nicest thing. Uh, because you say that if you're not able to eat or you're not able to do something, you get like a health uh, penalty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that has to be built in or people are just going to buy like, you know, the time stamped from, you know, forever from now. Well, I think you'll have a limited amount of money each mm-hmm. round and maybe we'll give you some more uh, at the beginning of each round, not enough to like make a huge difference, but like if you go for just all, like if you've got 10 bucks and the nice milk is five, you know, five bucks, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to buy all five <laughs> items. And then because you only bought three things, you're automatically losing some health points because you went hungry one day. Mm-hmm. So you can't, what if... you can't stock up. Yeah. <laughs> What if in between the rounds you get to roll the I found some change on the ground oh, die? Yes. And then it's able to kind of give you just a little bit of um, financial boost going into the next round. Like it's like a, a luck die. <laughs> yeah. Or we make it so real, it, you have to go find money in the couch cushions at the house you're at. And however yeah. much you find is how much you get to add that. Time. Right, right. <laughs> It's like you sold um, blood this week. How you get an extra ten bucks? That's going to be one of the die sides. That's great. Nice, nice. Okay, is it time? Do I have to decide now? Yeah, I think it's time to vote for which one is the least <laughs> crappy board game. Page. Do I have to decide now? Could I leave? Can I just? Could I just go? <laughs> we end the I'm podcast. Just gonna go, I'm just going to go get sick. Oh, um, no, no, I no, no, I'm close the tab. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. No, no. I I say that because I boy, it's so hard to fight against um emotions because I will say the old college try, I it just I can't stop giggling and it just is like striking me in this really emotional way. Um and perhaps it's because of the story, because of the realness of it, because of <laughs> you know, little money, college life, cheap food. I mean, it, it definitely resonates. Um and Buggin' Out to me is a game that I see uh kind of like um the the iterations of elements of it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I also just think the bugs could be super cute, even though I'm not yeah. a big bug fan, I'm a big veggie fan. And so yeah. um, I think the theme here uh, is a little bit more positive. Uh, and I would like to play Buggin' Out, Ryan. You're my, you're my you choice. <laughs> Thank you. So Can't when, say I didn't when see you were talking coming. about, when you were talking about the bugs, I was like, I don't think I ever anticipated anybody seeing the bugs, but actually it would make a lot of sense if everybody had their own little bug mat that showed a mm-hmm. picture of their bull weevil or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then that was where you collected your card. So everybody gets a like a, an illustrated little board or player mat um, just to collect your cards, you know? So, um, but yeah, that would be cute. And maybe, maybe all the vegetables have faces. Who knows? Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to eat them when they have faces. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. That's what I hear you. from all my vegan friends. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Could you, we, uh, we, like, we miss could that you part of eating meat. We like to draw faces <laughs> on our pumpkins before we eat them. Yeah. Could you draw a face and a beard on that cucumber? It would make it more appetizing. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Thank you, Kimberly, so much for coming on the show. Uh, where can people find you online? Where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel? Uh, 
Thank you. Uh, sure. My um, my channel is Tabletop Tolson. You can find me just at YouTube. Search for my name. Um, and then I uh, just uh, started my first Patreon page. You can find out more about nice. me and my channel and what I'm doing there. I'm excited about that. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. That's where I am. Come and find me. I do some really fun, silly things. I've got a real light, um, positive spin to all of my yeah. game reviews and tutorials. So I just have fun. Yeah. Me in my basement by awesome. myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, go by, uh, check out her channel. Really good stuff. So look in the show notes. You'll see the link to her YouTube channel. Kimberly Tolson, thank you so much for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, you can find all of our content over at OneBoardFamily.com. Follow us online uh, all over the place at OneBoardFamily on social media platforms of your choice. And until next time, we will see you at the table. Thank you.